welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. The Florida Marlins. Coronavirus mitigation is the only thing we do worse than playing baseball. America's public school system. An $8 billion a year professional sports industry can't make it a full week without losing an entire team to a coronavirus outbreak. But America's severely underfunded school system should be just fine. And the Major League Baseball scoreboard. So far this season, the score is Marlin Zero, COVID-19. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And our voices are almost as low as the chances that baseball makes it all the way through the season. Our top story this week. President Trump retweeted a Breitbart video featuring Dr. Stella Emanuel, a Texas pediatrician, praising hydroxychloroquine as a miracle cure for COVID-19, despite the mountain of scientific evidence to the contrary. This is not the first time that Dr. Emanuel, who is also a preacher, has made insane medical claims that are not in any way supported by science. Here are some of the actual medical claims that the Daily Beast uncovered that Dr. Emanuel has actually made. Medicine is made from alien DNA. Vaccines are a conspiracy to make people less religious. Gynecological problems such as cysts, endometriosis, and miscarriages are caused by demon semen implanted in people by witches and demons when they have sex dreams about celebrities. This woman was cited as an expert by the president of the United States of America. For more on the doctor whose expertise our president has faith in, Barely Audible Whisper turns to President Trump's other favorite insane fake Christian con artist, the millionaire televangelist and infamously silly fake tongues speaker, Paula White. God is speaking through me. Which translated from God knees into English means give me your money. I have heard of this God knees. It is the language of God and it is superior to all human languages. Because Godinese has no word for homosexual. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that, not surprisingly, Dr. Emanuel is horribly homophobic. The cure to COVID-19 is to send me $19, 19 days out of the month for 19 straight months. And you must not wear a mask, because when you wear a mask, you breathe your own air. And when people breathe their own air, they begin to become sexually attracted to people of their own gender. I once met a man who refused to give me his money, and that man was gay. I rest my case. It is very important that you only take hydroxychloroquine for every sickness, because hydroxychloroquine is the only medicine in the world that is not made from alien DNA. Alien DNA replicates using your money, so if you have ever taken any medicine, then the only way to rid yourself of alien DNA is to give your money to me. If you have a vagina, this is medically very bad. 
If you have sickness in their vagina, it is because you have lustful thoughts that cause demons to have sex with you in your dreams. When the demon implants his demon semen, you will get cysts. The only cure for the demon semen cysts is Send me your money. Hydroxychloroquine. What's your angle here? Do you profit off of hydroxychloroquine sales? No. I'm just a random lunatic whose medical endorsement was haphazardly given by the President of the United States in the middle of a national health crisis. For a barely audible whisper, I am Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, saying, Demon! Semen in the morning. Semen in the evening time. You give me semen. Demon! Demon! During a Senate Banking Committee hearing, Massachusetts Senator, and what it would be like if Barack Obama was an old white lady, Elizabeth Warren, slammed the Trump-appointed director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and what it would be like if unadulterated corrupt greed was a middle-aged white lady, Kathy Craninger, for her failed response to the COVID-19 crisis. I am in the fight. In 2008, I fought the fight to create the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau that helps consumers fight the fight against corrupt banks and corporations that fight against the fight that I fought to create the CFPB, which fights for consumers who are fighting in the fight. But the rules the CFPB created to protect consumers against being ripped off by the predatory lending practices of banks makes it too hard for banks to rip off consumers using predatory lending practices. At issue is Kraninger's decision to stop enforcing the Bureau's own rules regarding credit disputes and mortgages, provided that the banks promise to act in, quote, good faith. Kraninger defended her decision to give banks what Senator Warren called a, quote, get out of jail free card claiming that the financial pressures of the COVID-19 crisis make it necessary for the CFPB to be more flexible in forcing their rules the CFPB was created to protect people from the banks but COVID-19 is hurting people and those people are now unable to pay the banks so now the bureau that was designed to protect the people from the banks has to protect the banks from the people you gave the banks a get-out-of-jail-free card at a time when you should be giving the people a community chest. We had to stop protecting people from the banks and start protecting banks from the people because of COVID, 
because COVID causes different symptoms in banks than it does people. COVID causes people to lose their sense of taste, but it causes banks to lose money. You took their $200 for passing go and made them take the B&B Railroad to luxury tax. That's weird. Wearing masks saves lives and not enforcing bank regulations saves banks. So by not enforcing our own rules, we're like the masks that protect the banks, not from COVID, but from consequences. Baltic Avenue, advance four spaces, thimble. Monopoly metaphors are hard. We can no longer enforce our own rules due to COVID-19. Because according to President Trump's new favorite medical expert, demon semen causes cervical cancer. Cervixes are actually demons. And the most common side effect of coronavirus is causing government agencies to do the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do. Your leadership has been a miserable failure based on your actions in this pandemic. You should resign. That's a direct quote because Elizabeth Warren is a badass. But we said they had to act in good faith. And who can be trusted to act in good faith more than a bank? Literally anybody else. Resident Trump. Correction, almost anybody else. Believes we should trust the bank to act in good faith. Because many of his supporters are people of faith who are often defensive about their faith. And he's counting on them not to understand what the phrase good faith actually means. Director Craninger, can you give me other examples of when law enforcement says, for example, a thief, that as long as you claim you're in good faith, you're not going to be held responsible when you break the law? That's another direct quote because Elizabeth Warren is a badass. That is a mischaracterization. I'm not protecting thieves. I'm protecting loan sharks. Shut your overprivileged thieving mouth, you soulless, crisis profiteering, hollowed out vacuum of sociopathic incompetent greed. That's another direct quote. Just kidding. Elizabeth Warren is a badass, but she's also a senator. And senators, like presidents, aren't supposed to behave like insult comics. Using COVID as an excuse for transforming a bureau that's supposed to protect people from banks into a bureau that protects banks from people is almost as ugly an example of naked corruption as a Donald Trump in the nude. If we could trust the banks to act in good faith, we wouldn't need the CFPB in the first place. It's like how if Trump was good at sex, he wouldn't pay the women he has sex with not to talk about it. But speaking of getting screwed, Kathy Craninger is screwing the American people. I haven't seen this many people get unlawfully screwed by a scam artist since Brett Kavanaugh hosted a frat party at Trump University. Drop the mic. But I won't drop the fight.
Supreme Court Justice and American Democracy's Last Best Hope, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, underwent a minimally invasive non-surgical procedure on a bile duct stint last week. The 87-year-old Justice's health has been a grave concern recently when it was announced that Justice Ginsburg was once again undergoing chemotherapy for her fourth bout with pancreatic cancer. Barely audible whisper obtained audio of the procedure. Airing audio of a confidential medical procedure is a clear violation of medical privacy laws as established by... Barely Audible Whisper now realizes that it may have been a mistake to violate the legal privacy rights of one of the greatest legal minds in history. But then again, given that the only thing standing between America and the hyper-conservative Supreme Court dominated by three hand-picked Trump appointees is the fragile health of an 87-year-old woman who weighs seven pounds. Anything goes at this point. All right, Justice Ginsburg, this is a routine procedure. There's nothing to worry about. And why are you sweating more profusely than Brett Kavanaugh during his confirmation hearing? Because the only thing standing between America and a hyper-conservative Supreme Court dominated by three hand-picked Trump appointees is the fragile health of an 87-year-old woman who weighs seven pounds. Is she dead yet? Mike Pence, what are you doing here? I've been praying for Justice Ginsburg's death so that America can finally become the racist handmaid's tale that God intended. You're not supposed to be here. You're a woman and a doctor. Clearly, you're the one who is not supposed to be here. Let him stay. Knowing that these bastards have been hoping I die gives me the strength to survive on a steady diet of Fight and feminism. And hydroxychloroquine. She's not going to die. This is a routine procedure. Your hands are shaking. There's just so much at stake. The moment she dies, I have instructions to alert the campaign so we can appoint and hastily nominate the first Trump supporter to text a million dollar donation using the promo code Supreme Court Justice. <sighs> this is too much pressure. The donation will be immediately deposited into President Trump's personal bank account, and the new Supreme Court Justice must pledge to rule that such a transaction is legal. Don't be intimidated, Doctor. Use the fact that he wants you to fail as motivation. You're right, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I can do this. This is a routine procedure. <gasps> oh no! I'm out of cotton swabs! There's a crisis-level shortage of cotton swabs! I knew the incompetence of the coronavirus task force would pay off. I know. Dun, 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 what are you doing? I'm using your Q-tip head as a cotton swab. Let go of my head. I am not allowed to be put into a headlock by a woman unless my mother is present. Too late. The area is swabbed and I'm ready to proceed. This is horrible. Not only did she survive, but my head touched a woman, and I think I enjoyed it a bit. And you're alone in a room with two women without mother present. <laughs> well, we're all done here, Justice Ginsburg. Thank you, Doctor. 
but I'll probably be back in the hospital at least a couple of more times between now and election day. Because why not add extra tension to the tensest times in American history, eh? already faltering economy is about to get exponentially worse as Senate Republicans failed to extend the CARES Act, which provides desperately needed relief money to the workers and small businesses who have been decimated, first by the coronavirus and then by the ongoing crisis of leadership that has been our federal response. Senate Republicans balked at the idea of spending billions of dollars to bail out the workers and small businesses that need relief the most but somehow found it within their hearts to support spending almost $2 billion for the sole benefit of President Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel. Here to explain is economic genius and guy who sounds like a chipmunk, Robert Reich. Republicans, who want to stop paying furloughed workers enough money to survive during the economic crisis due to the irrational fear that it will make the workers lazy and destroy the free market, are willing to spend almost $2 billion on a renovation plan that would prevent a hotel owned by the laziest president in American history from facing competition in the free market. Here to defend the Republican plan are the two Russian hookers from the alleged Trump P-tape. As hookers who urinate on each other for money, we support trickle-down economic theory. The, our entire business is based on trickle-down model. <laughs> As in, it trickles down onto models. The $1.8 billion the Republicans included in their original relief bill would go to restore the FBI headquarters building located directly across the street from Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel. The on second thought, FBI building this close to hotel may be bad for business. The FBI had been set to relocate to a more cost-effective brand new building, but President Trump blocked the move due to the likelihood that when the building was abandoned, it would be converted into a hotel that would threaten the profits of his own hotel. This I support. When someone threatens our business, we use power of government to have that person killed. Duh. We use power of Putin to prevent other people from Putin eating prostitutes. Not approved by Putin for Putin eating. So, rather than save the economy from the devastating effects of taking away more than half of the income of 25 million people at exactly the same time, what devastating effects. Piecing that hard on that many people is very profitable. And denying extra PPP money for small businesses who will almost certainly fall like dominoes. Piecing on people so hard that it causes dominoes to fall cost extra. All while creating a housing crisis by ending the eviction moratorium at the exact same time they're taking income away from the most vulnerable. Wow. I have never pissed on anyone that hard. My hat goes off to Republican senators. Hey, hey. Pissing in hat costs extra. 
Senate Republicans instead put aside almost $2 billion to personally enrich the president. Don't worry, working class Americans. It will trickle down to you, eventually. It's ironic, no? You're being drenched in it while simultaneously waiting on it to trickle down. <laughs> High five. High five. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. over. I want, I want to, know. to know right, right now. Where will, where I, will I be? be? On the same day that civil rights legend and beloved congressman John Lewis was memorialized for his lifelong struggle to ensure that the right of every American to vote freely is not infringed upon. Naming it the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, that is a fine tribute. But John wouldn't want us to stop there, just trying to get back to where we already were. Once we pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, we should keep marching to make it even better. President Trump proposed indefinitely delaying the upcoming election via tweet. As always, our Trump impersonator is a woman, because we hear he hates that. I am losing in all of the polls, which is very unfair to me, because the mail is a Democrat hoax. So the only reasonable solution to prevent me from losing the election is to not have an election. President Trump's proposal to, quote, Delay the election until people can properly, securely, and safely vote. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Was seen as such an egregious attempt at voter suppression that even his most ardent supporters, such as South Carolina Senator and whinier Tennessee Williams character Lindsey Graham, rejected the idea. Why I do declare all this talk about canceling elections has given me the vapors. I believe in closing minority in college polling places and imposing other onerous restrictions on the ability of minorities and young people in order to suppress the vote, but there's a fine line between suppressing the vote and canceling the vote, and that line is deniability. So the Trump administration did what they always do when President Trump does something too crazy for even his most loyal sycophants to support. First, they tried to minimize what the president actually said. I never said I wanted to cancel the election. I only said I want to delay the election until I fix the problems that I made up. Because if we've learned anything from my coronavirus response, it's that I'm really good at problem solving. Then, when that didn't work, they claimed he was only joking. When the president suggested that America delay our presidential election for the first time in history, that was a joke. How is that a joke, Press Secretary McEnany? You know, like, knock knock. Who's there? Delay the election. Delay the election who? Delay the election because mail-in ballots are fraud. <laughs> Do you get it? No. Okay, here, here's one. Why did the chicken cross the road? He didn't because he voted by mail, which is unfair to the president, so the election was canceled. <laughs> uh, 
there's nothing about the president's tweet that indicates he's joking. It was observational humor, like Seinfeld. What's the deal with mail-in voting? Is it a conspiracy by Democrats to steal the election? Better delay the election indefinitely until we find out. Duh. The good news is the president does not possess the legal authority to delay the election. The bad news is that has never stopped him before. Hello, Ukraine. If you don't announce an investigation into Hunter Biden, then I won't give you the money. I have no legal authority not to give you. And while it's doubtful the president will actually succeed in postponing the election, a priest and rabbi walk into a bar, and the bartender says, delay the presidential election. <laughs> it is certain that the president will continue to cast doubt on the integrity of the American election system in a desperate attempt to hold on to power. The results have to be announced on election night, because if there is not a hasty rush to declare me the winner, then the count could be accurate. Which is very unfair to me. Not only is the president making outrageous statements aimed at prioritizing immediacy over accuracy while continuing to amplify debunked mail-in ballot conspiracies. Many people are saying that the mailboxes are very biased against Trump because when you look at all the P.O. boxes and the stamps and the postcards advertising real estate agents and the democrats steal all the republican mail and they replace it with democrat hoax mail which is why i never got a birthday card from daddy <laughs> but he has also announced plans to send the same unidentified secret federal police force that has been illegally detaining american citizens in portland to the cities of detroit Milwaukee, and Cleveland. <laughs> Those are all reliably democratic strongholds with large minority communities and swing states Trump desperately needs to win to get reelected. <laughs> Isn't that a hilarious coincidence? <laughs> the black vote will disappear just like a miracle. A college student, a person of color, in a geriatric, ew, walked into a voting booth, and then they were indefinitely detained without charges. <laughs> Why, I do declare, using a secret police force to suppress the vote and delegitimizing the entire concept of democracy with false and insane rhetoric is ever so much more gentlemanly than canceling the election altogether. We may no longer have to guess the number of jelly beans in a jar in order to cast a ballot. But even as we sit here, there are those in power who are doing their darndest to discourage people from voting by closing polling locations and targeting minorities and students with restrictive ID laws and attacking our voting rights with surgical precision, even undermining the Postal Service in the run-up to an election that's going to be dependent on mail-in ballots so people don't get sick. 
Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisper, made possible by the following people, writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin, co-host Molly Brown, actors Ali Glonick, Corey Burns, and Daniel Carter-Brown. Please check out our website, barelyaudiblewhisper.com, where you can subscribe to us, and please tell all your friends you think we're awesome. We appreciate your support. What would you call a demon semen necklace? It wouldn't be a, a pearl, be a pearl necklace. necklace? So right. Trump necktie. Hubris.